Hello, this is Leading the Way at Lenders Express, and I'm your host, Dwayne Nepper. Today, we're talking about mental health awareness. Lenders Express recently worked with the National Alliance on Mental Illness, known as NAMI, to raise awareness about this important aspect of health and well-being with our employees, especially our drivers. NAMI Chief Operating Officer Christina Mossgraber joins us today to talk about mental awareness. And as always, joining the discussion and riding shotgun is Lenders Express CEO Ken Johnson. Thank you both for joining today's podcast. Thanks so much for having us, Dwayne. Thanks, Dwayne. Good to be back again. <laughs> Christina, what is your mission at the National Alliance on Mental Illness? So in NAMI, our main mission is uh, support, education, and advocacy for people who live with mental health conditions, uh, their family, their friends, the community as a whole. So that's a mission statement, but what does that look like? So that looks like out in the community, um, having events where we hand out information about uh, other resources. A lot of what we do is connect people to other resources, uh, things they may be struggling with. We have uh, events like our walk that we had last weekend. We had um, over, gosh, at least 900 people, I'd say, here at Village Gate in the courtyard. And thank you, Leonard's Express, for bringing the truck up. That was super cool um, to have you guys and your support. We go into workplaces. Um, I know we'll talk a little bit more about what we're doing with Leonard's Express, but we go in and talk about mental health and suicide prevention. We have lots of support groups and classes and all different kinds of ways for people to learn about mental health, to find support for themselves, to find support for a loved one. Um, everything we offer the community is at no cost. And one of the really special things about NAMI Rochester is that everyone has lived experience. So everyone who leads a group or teaches a class not only has training in their particular subject area, but also has been there. So has a loved one with a mental illness, um, may live with a mental illness themselves. So there's that special bond of lived experience when someone shares something so personal and, and the person who's leading the group can say, wow, I, I've been there too. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to walk with you on this journey. So just something that makes uh, all this work we do so special. Wow. Yeah, Christina, your mental health story is your superpower. Can you share your story and how it led you to get involved with this important work? Yeah, Dwayne, wow, thank you. Um, such an important question and so important that we honor people's uh, people's stories. And you know, here we say it, Nami, your story is your superpower. And eight years ago when I was struggling, if you had told me that what I went through would become my superpower, I would have been like, no way. But it did. Um, eight years ago, and it was started in the summer, so it's a, this is kind of a special bittersweet time uh, in a lot of wonderful ways for me, but I started to struggle with my mental health, not knowing what it was, um, you know, having these feelings and these thoughts and, you know, engaging in these behaviors that I didn't know what they were, um, didn't realize they were signs of a mental health struggle. And I was, I was scared and I was ashamed and um, subsequently ended up um, on leave from my job and, and being hospitalized and almost losing my life um, because of my untreated bipolar disorder, which is what I live with. Um, and that's really important message for me to get out there is, is language. Um, people live with mental health conditions. We're not our illness. We're not our disorder. Um, I'm not bipolar disorder. I'm Christina Mossgraver. I live with bipolar disorder. Um, I also live with a heart condition. I have an arrhythmia too. So I always tell people uh, my heart's a pretty important organ. My brain's a pretty important organ. So I take my medication for both of those things and, and make sure to keep them uh, 
keep them going. So, um, you know, I don't find myself in the hospital for either one of them, but um, that's that's really what brought me to this work, Dwayne. I mean, I have family experience as well as a caregiver, um, but really having experiences along the way where I can say, you know what, if I knew what I know now, I could have done better then. Can't live in the past, right? You got to move forward. But I like to take those experiences and say, okay, I'm going to learn more and I'm going to share more and I'm going to strive to do better for the people that come after me. Well, thank you, Christina. Ken, uh, Leonard's Express is working with NAMI to educate employees about mental health. Can you describe the program? Sure, Dwayne. Uh, we partnered with NAMI to uh, first uh, have an educational program for our employees. And uh, Christina and uh, Samantha from NAMI you know, put that on a couple weeks ago. I, it was wonderful. I sat through it and uh, I learned a lot. I, I hope everyone else did. I assume they did. It was uh, very well put together. Um, you know, and, you know, the shared stories as well as, you know, you know, some of the resources that they offered, um, you know, our next step, uh, we've got some folks that are about to start a program that's called Working Minds, which I'm, uh, I'm going to ask Christina kind of explain what that is for us. But, you know, we, we feel that, you know, offering this type of help for our employees is important. Um, you know, well-balanced workforce, you know, is a uh, successful workforce. And, you know, this is just, you know, one step in the process, you know, and, um, helping our employees. And we have a lot of employees that are isolated. You know, they work alone. You know, they, uh, um, you know, they don't have the peer-to-peer uh, -peer contact and uh, conversations that, you know, some of the uh, rest of us have, you know, and, and making sure that they have um, the tools and are aware of the tools, you know, is important to us. You know, so, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're proud of what we're doing and we think it's an important part of, um, you know, what we offer our employees. Christina, <laughs> yeah, no, wow, Ken, just listening, you know, listening to you talk, Ken, it's just so inspiring because um, talking about mental health in the workplace so openly is, is still a pretty new concept. And I'm always so grateful for people who are, uh, you know, leading the way and, and being those innovators of, of how we talk about this in the workplace, because we spend so much of our time at work. Um, so, so important that we know we can find support there. Um, so the other program that Ken was talking about um, is a program they actually just, it was called Working Minds and they just changed it. Um, I believe it's something something to do with a COG, but still the same program. So what it is, is it's a deeper dive into mental health and suicide prevention specifically within the workplace. Um, so the, the program that we did for everyone, which it was, it was awesome to see so many people on the screen. I think we had um, definitely over 80 people that showed up for our session a couple weeks ago. So that was kind of a higher level overview of um, warning signs, symptoms, what to look for, how to have the conversation. And then this is a, a longer program with more, much more specific information um, and kind of more specific roadmaps of what to do to help somebody. But um, always important to start with that, that basic understanding and then we can build on that. So we've got lots of uh, programs and opportunities that we can continue to do together. I saw what you did there, Christina. You, you put in the companies that are leading the way, which is the name of this podcast. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> I love it. Christina, you shared a presentation with Leonard's Express employees called This is What Mental, a mental Health Awareness Looks Like. For our listeners, what is mental health and what is it not? Well, mental health is something we all have. Um, you know, mental meaning have to do with the brain. Mental health is it's our moods um, and how we feel and how we react and how we behave. Um, many different things come into our mental health, things that are happening around us, um, whether that is within our small network, within the world, within our workplace, 
Um, the way that we feel physically can affect our mental health. So there's lots of different factors um, that make up our mental health. And we, we need to take care of it just like we take care of our physical health. Uh, we, you know, we always encourage people, you know, you go to your doctor to get, you know, um, a physical and you go, you know, get other things checked out. We always encourage a checkup from the neck up. So checking in with yourself. Um, how is your mental health? What do you need? What can you change in your world um, that can improve your mental health? And doing just to... Um, jump into just one other thing that we covered in our presentation, yeah. um, just want to quickly share what the difference between mental health and mental illness is. Yeah. Um, mental health is something, again, we all have. Mental illness is something different. That is, they're diagnosed medical illnesses that are very treatable. Um, they're very common. And you can live your best life. I, I mentioned earlier, I live with bipolar disorder. I'm the happiest and best I've ever been because I got help, I got treatment, and I've been able to, to maintain and manage and find purpose. Um, so just a quick, you know, just quick delineation, because a lot of times those lines get blurred between yeah. mental health and mental illness. And just to share with our listeners um, that, you know, mental health is, is part of mental illness, but we all have mental health. And we all have to uh, take care of it and attend to it. Absolutely. I think, Ken, you mentioned it before, you know, for our our drivers who are alone in an enclosed space for hours on end, trucking can be an isolating profession. You know, drivers see a lot of things on the road. In some incidents, they can be very traumatizing. You know, stress from traffic or delivery pressure all can contribute to mental health disorders, disorders that can cause anxiety, depression, loneliness. Uh, this can lead to not eating properly, not getting sleep, an unhealthy, unhealthy lifestyle, uh, drowsiness, unmanaged stress, it can turn into a road safety issue. Um, Ken, what are some of the resources Leonard's is providing to help drivers and employees address mental health challenges? No, um, first off, Dwayne, you know, communication, like anything else, you know, is at the uh, heart of this. You know, we, uh, um, we call our dispatchers uh, driver advocates, and there's a reason for that. They're they're advocates on several levels, and including you know just talking to them from time to time, just you know to engage in a conversation, and you know just try to pick up if there's anything going on that uh, you know maybe we can uh, point them in a direction that gets them the help they need. Um, you know some of the other things you know try to eliminate some of the isolations with the ride along programs where they can take you know a, um, a spouse or you know a relative uh, along for the ride. Or our pet program, you know, some uh, some folks like to travel with a uh, pet for support. Um, speaking of that, uh, you know, we just um, um, started putting in a dog park here in uh, Farmington. Um, Boise always had one that wasn't fenced, but there was an area. Um, but ours will be fenced with a dog um, area where they can go off leash and, uh, you know, either waiting for their loader to get their uh, um, truck fixed, you know, spend a little time with their pets outside. So we're we're excited about that. And we look at the home time, make sure that the home time is adequate. You know, our our um, drivers are away from home. It's part of the job um, um, for some some of our uh, drivers. So and we're making sure that we balance that with adequate home time. And I think another important thing is uh, educating and uh, counseling services that we make available, you know, and make sure they know about them. It's uh, one thing to have them. It's another thing to make sure that it's communicated so that uh, you know, they realize they're available. Carrier's Edge, uh, we have an EAP program, and of course, you know, NAMI is a, another resource, you know, that uh, is available to us. Yeah, you know, I, I remember as a kid um, seeing someone talking to themselves 
I, I can't remember exactly where I was at, but they were talking to themselves. And, and I, had, I remember someone telling me, uh, leave them alone. They're working it out. It's cheaper that way. Um, mental health is part of a national dialogue now. Organizations like NAMI are helping to remove that stigma around mental health so no one has to suffer in silence. Christina, what are some of the most common warning signs that go unnoticed? Oh, Duane, that's such a um, such a big question because um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about how you said unnoticed. Um, and I think that there's a lot of warning signs and signs and symptoms that people um, may see or may feel. Um, but really touching on that unnoticed, um, I always tell people if something seems off about someone you love or someone you care about, trust your gut. Um, you know, thinking about a lot of times things go unnoticed because people don't know what they are, but sometimes they do get noticed and not talked about. So thank you so much for you know bringing up that point of, of them being unnoticed because um, like that person you mentioned, you know, talking to themselves, that's obviously that's a visible thing. You can see that somebody may be um, struggling, but a lot of them you might not see as obviously or, or know what they are. So some very common signs that you uh, may see in yourself or your loved one is um, not sleeping enough or sleeping too much. When I was not well, um, I was up for days and days, which is a, a, one of the first warning signs that someone is struggling. And I know, um, you know, for for the people on the road, that you know your schedules are different. But again, you know, check up from the neck up. So checking in with yourself: is this unusual for me, or is this unusual for my loved one? Um, is it causing me distress? Is it causing possible um, safety concerns, like you talked about? So just you know, checking in: does it feel, um, you know, abnormal for for the person? Whether again, it's yourself or a loved one. Same changes in appearance. Um, if someone you know you know is used to always you know getting getting dressed up and looking good and and doing their thing and all of a sudden are just not and not taking uh, pride in their appearance. Again, something with me that people noticed and nobody said anything. Um, people talked around me. You know, my appearance started to change at work. I um, had a you know awesome job and dressed up all the time, and all of a sudden I just wasn't. Um, people you know. They noticed it, but they didn't say anything because they didn't know it was a sign that I might be struggling. So again, so important that we talk about what to look for and then what to do. Um, again, changes in eating habits, overuse of substances. And again, um, very important to keep in mind that overuse um, because we're all adults. Um, we all you know, engage in different things, but it's when it's dangerous, when it's unhealthy, when it's, um, you know, people talk about, you know, uh, self-medicating and using as a coping mechanism. When it's to that level, that's when we're very concerned, um, very concerned about it as a, a sign that someone is, is not doing well. Symptoms are something a little different where those are the things that you might feel. Um, so those are things you might not see when um, you have a racing heart, for example, uh, can't catch your breath, might feel tight in your chest, like feeling that anxiety. Those are things that you can share with someone and talk about while I'm feeling this overwhelming, you know, tightness in my chest or my racing heart or even my thoughts. You know, when I was not well, that was one thing that um, was, a, was a sign for me. Not, you know, I know that I was struggling now. I know in, in retrospect, but my mind just would, would race and race and race. I couldn't get my thoughts to stop. Mm -hmm. um, so just some of the, you know, the most common ones, Dwayne, again, you know, thinking about the going unnoticed, so important that we know what we're looking at, we know what we're looking for, and then saying something um, and, and reaching out to the person or reaching, reaching into someone. Uh, Ken, you want to add some uh, closing remarks there? As sure. Um, you know, first off, Christina, I appreciate you coming on and discussing uh, this with us today. You, know, you certainly have provided us, you know, with some great information and 
you know, as I said earlier, it's important that our employees know what's available to them. And, you know, this is, uh, you know, another step along the way of making that information. So thanks for your time here today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And um, Dwayne, what a great host. So appreciate you. And um, if I could just note closing message for, um, you know, before I, I take off and leave you guys, but just know that, um, you know, help is available. Um, hold on to that hope, please hold on to that hope until you, you get that help. Um, NAMI, we're always available, Ken. Um, I know you guys have shared out the resources and we'll continue to share our, our resources. Um, and there is no shame in getting help. Getting help is the strongest, the strongest thing you can do. Um, so please, if you're struggling or someone you love is struggling, please, please, please um, reach out, reach out to me. I will have a cup of coffee with you and we can talk it out. Um, anything we can do to support you guys, but just know that getting help is not is not weak and it's not anything to be ashamed of. Um, it is it is strong and brave and I'm so proud of everything you guys are doing at Leonard's Express and can't, uh, can't wait to continue our conversations. Thank you. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, we Thank want you to as a, a reminder to to take care of yourself uh, in this podcast uh, episode. So we've been talking today with Christina Mossgraver, Chief Operating Officer of National Alliance on Mental Illness. Thanks again, Christina, for sharing with us and being with us today. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. And now let's um, shift gears and talk a few minutes about the latest trucking industry news. Ken, what are some of the top stories on your radar this week? Sure, uh, thanks, Dwayne. And, uh, you know, first uh, we're gonna talk about a bill that's out of California, which uh, we're based in New York. We do operate in California. We operate in all 48 states. This bill is a um, bill that passed a couple years ago. It is a misclassification bill for uh, um, independent contractors. It's referred to as AB5. And in the next week or two, we should learn whether the Supreme Court will take up the industry's appeal of the decision from the Ninth Circuit Court. The Ninth Circuit Court ruled that the bill was legal and did not violate the federal standards that the trucking industry was challenging on. This is a, um, an appeal that overturns the first appeal at the local level in California. and. Why is this important to us? Um, this bill was written, um, it covers everything from plumbers to uh, the gig workers, uh, Uber, Lyft drivers. You know, the idea behind this bill is to make sure that nobody's working as an independent contractor that should be classified as an employee. The reason that uh, that's important is because the states and the federal government wanna make sure that the uh, benefits that should be afforded an individual are um, um, applied appropriately, that the uh, taxes are being paid on an individual's uh, wages as they should be, and uh, and that any benefits that would ordinarily be offered an employee are available um, to these individuals if they are pro appropriately classified. Uh, the industry feels that this bill goes too far. The uh, um, use of owner operators is a longstanding um, standard in our industry. We've been using them for years and uh, our leased own program is another way for an individual who is a company driver that may want to work for themselves to uh, um, get there by uh, um, leasing a truck and becoming an independent contractor. Uh, my dad started uh, KJ Transportation, his first company as a one truck owner operator. Uh, several large companies, you know, the same thing. Uh, 
the bill applies a standard as, uh, that's known as the ABC standard, which means you have to be able to um, uh, meet all three of those standards. The ABC standard for us, the challenging thing is the B standard, which means that if we offer a service, freight delivered by employees, then we can't subcontract that same service uh, um, to somebody else, which oh. would be you know what we would be doing with independent contractors. Same thing, if you're running a plumber um, plumbing company, you don't have enough plumbers, you can't um, hire an independent plumber to do the work. You know, they, they would have the same issue, but if you were a general contractor that employee and plumber, um, plumbers, you could. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's problematic. Um, if the Supreme Court agrees to hear it, uh, hopefully they overturn it. Um, if they don't, it's gonna become the law of California. And why that's important to us here at Leonard's and as the industry as a whole is there's a lot of states that are looking at this as well as the Labor Department and the uh, um, in Washington. And if this um, bill is allowed to go forward as it's written, it's believed that many states will pick up the same standard and for all intents and purposes, eliminate owner operators ability to operate in that state or possibly even you know the country. So you know, we're quite concerned about it and we're following it as a company. Um, and I know the industry is watching it very closely. Yeah, we'll definitely be keeping our eyes on where this goes. Um, you know, Ken, I just heard um, Leonard's Express is being nominated as a best workplace for women in trucking. Yeah, that's white. Um, that's right, Dwayne. And uh, you know, we uh, we are excited about that. You know, we think that's uh, um, you know a wonderful thing. You know. Um, you know, traditionally trucking has been a male dominated industry and over the last, I'd say 20, 25 years, you know, the industry as a whole and us um, in particular have really uh, worked to uh, make our industry more welcoming for everyone, you know, and it's, uh, you know, including women and, you know, we're proud to, you know, be nominated for this and we're, you know, looking forward to, uh, you know, going through the process. I believe that, you know, in the next week or so, everyone that's, uh, um, on our email list, uh, plus uh, it'll be on our social media channels and, and so on. We'll see a link where you can go and vote. And, uh, okay. um, you know, I think that's going to uh, uh, be a two or three week process. And we hope that everybody will take the time to do that. They say it's a fairly quick and simple um, uh, process to vote. It doesn't take more than a few minutes. And, you know, and hopefully, uh, you know, we were successful in uh, winning that award. We got to get them out to vote. Yes, just like just like every election. There you go. <laughs> well, that's all for this edition of Leading the Way at Leonard's. If you have any questions or feedback, we would love to hear from you at leadingthewayatleonardsexpress.com. That's leading the way, all one word, at leonardsexpress.com. I'm your host, Dwayne Nupper. Until next time, keep on trucking.